Thriving in divorce and beyond means not having to worry about the safety of your children when it comes to co-parenting. With alcohol abuse on the rise, many co-parents are turning to the system committed to providing proof, protection, and peace of mind. Soberlink's alcohol monitoring system is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to provide evidence that they are not drinking during parenting time. Soberlink's real-time alerts, facial recognition, and tamper detection ensure the integrity of each test so you can be confident your kids are with a sober parent. With Soberlink, judges rest assured that your child is safe, attorneys get court-admissible evidence of sobriety, and both parents have empowerment and peace of mind. Pull back the curtain on the mysteries of parenting time and trust the experts in remote alcohol monitoring technology to keep you informed and your kids safe and secure. Get an exclusive $50 off your device by emailing info at soberlink.com and mentioning Divorce and Beyond. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. These are uncharted waters for, I would say, 99% of the people um, who are who are showing up here. So I wanted to be able to um, help people and show them, you know, um, that there's an easier way to do this. And let's get out in front of all of these logistics instead of having them sort of fall behind you as you're finding your way in the dark. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and today is the episode you may not know you have needed, but you do need this episode. I am really excited about this, and I have to tell you all, I, you know, I I got a proposal for an episode and I looked at it and immediately went, well, hey, this is pretty interesting. I need to know a little bit more. But when I talked to my guests today, I was so excited. We immediately booked the podcast taping. And I'm telling you right now, I'm, I'm taping this on Wednesday. You're hearing this next Monday. I want to get this out there to you. So let me tell you why I'm so excited. Uh, my guest today is Michelle Sarau, and she is a professional organizer, but not like you're thinking, not like you're, I mean, she is, she does do the organizing, but she has taken this to an, just an all new level. Um, she is the founder of a company called Divorce RX, and it's a professional organizing company that focuses on the needs of divorcing and divorced families whole different realm, and she covers things. Wait until you hear this episode. She covers things you would never have thought of. So first off, Michelle, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Susan, for having me and for your enthusiasm about what I'm doing. I love that. Thank you. Because I feel that sometimes you feel like you're the only person who's as excited for it as, but I appreciate it. Yes. 
I told you from our initial um, conversation, I always talk with guests that I don't know really well yet, although I feel like I know you now because our initial talk went on for well over an hour and I have almost four pages of notes from our our talk about what I wanted to cover here. We're never, I'm just going to tell you all, stick around to the end to get Michelle's information. We're never going to be able to cover everything I want you to know about what she does. But it's just, this is one of those areas. I have, I, I personally have had professional organizers come to my life, make my life better. So it's something in general that I just believe in. You know, I did an episode the other day on professional coaching. I believe in getting coaches in your life to help you. Professional organizing, another area. But what you've done is so up-leveled this and found ways to meet the needs of families. And I, and I say that very um, distinctly, families and individuals going through divorce that I just... I I really want people to know about it. So let's start with just a little bit of your background. Tell us, you know, how you came to this place. Everybody has their backstory. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was, it, I kind of fell into this and um, I have a background in education and I also have a background as a professional organizer. I was doing um, small businesses and home organization for about 15 years or so. And um, I'm also a child of divorce and myself, I've been divorced about six years now. I have three children and we have 50-50 custody. So I have lived through all of the logistics of um, the physical space organizing for two homes, uh, more or less, and also the logistics that you encounter when you um, are co-parenting. And it's a space where um, I arrived at having no prior experience, no blueprint, and I sort of stumbled around and found my way. So when I was looking around for a little more in-depth organizing, you know, and how could I help people with my um, now experience having gone through a divorce, how could I, so to speak, marry my personal experience as someone who's divorced with three kids and my professional experience as an organizer and an educator? How could I blend those two together and help people who were showing up to that space as well? And how could I help them do better than I did? You know, this is un these are uncharted waters for, I would say, 99% of the people. Um, who are who are showing up here? So I wanted to be able to um, help people and show them, you know, um, that there's an easier way to do this, and let's get out in front of all of these logistics instead of having them sort of fall behind you as you're finding your way in the dark, you know. Um, and and that was that was how I came to do this, and um, I'm yeah. Well, I have to say, first off, just hearing and knowing your background and knowing what you do for people to help them get ahead of the game and, and deal with the logistics, you have the perfect background to, to do this. But still, it took innovation and ingenuity to take what you did in the organizing space as an educator, a mom of three going through a co-parenting situation and apply this. Um, but the, the true brilliance that I think I see in all of this is that you found this area where so many people are in a state of overwhelm. There's so much coming at them at the time of divorce. And as you just said, 
it's stuff, you know, even if you've been through divorce before, each one's different. There's always all this stuff you have to deal with. Um, and all of these details that you help people with are sometimes and often the things that fall through the cracks or dry or are the tipping point to just putting us over the edge. So I want to start on a high level. And, and, and what I just said may have something to do with this, but at a high level, why is it so important to get organized when you're going through a divorce? Right. Well, that's a great question. And I think you hit on it a little bit with what you just said. Um, when you're going through a divorce, things are are being thrown at you left and right. You're getting um, requests from your legal team, be it a mediator, collaborative, or, or litigation that you're going through. You're getting, can you get me this financial statement? Can you get back to me with this? Your financial person, you're dealing with, um, sometimes people are going to therapists. You're dealing with, with things with that. Plus, on top of... Um, your regular life, which we know how how busy life is between your work life, your your home life, and then throwing divorce on on top of it, um, you know, it just becomes like you said, it's just so overwhelming. And that's just talking about the logistics. We haven't even talked about the emotional overwhelm, which of course um, is huge. Whether or not you're the person who um, wanted the divorce, or you were the person who was surprised with it, no matter what your um, your stand is, no matter how you're coming at it, you're, it's still going to be a ton of, of emotions. You're going to be flooded with emotions. And, and if you have kids in your life, you're going to be worried about them and their emotions as well. So, you know, overwhelm is, is such an underwhelming word to describe what you're dealing with. So, so you're going to be expected as you're going through your divorce to show up to work, to show up to your personal life, to show up to your life as a parent with everything together. And that's really difficult to do when you're going through divorce. So I think that when your physical space and your household and your children are as organized as possible, you can show up to those things feeling you are confident, feeling you're competent. And going back to the physical space, if you in your home know where things are, you're not scrambling around to find things, you haven't lost your keys, you don't know, you know, you don't know where the soccer gear is for your kids, you're not stumbling in late to things, that's all going to help you at a time when you're really struggling already to show up to life as best as you can if you are organized in your home. And the same thing goes for um, your children. If you know when parent-teacher conferences are, you're, you know, if you're organized in your household and in your scheduling for yourself, for your work life, for your kid life, that's just gonna, it's gonna allow you to have a clearer head knowing that, like you said, nothing is slipping through the cracks. Um, so that's one of the the important reasons. I would say also um, for the kids, it's important because, you know, kids going through divorce are um, going to feel a sense of probably insecurity and needing the, the security and the predictability that an organized home and life can give to your children is, I can't stress how important that is to make them feel as relaxed as possible. They're, they're not going to be worried that they're missing something, that they're getting to school late and they're missing you know their, te- their first period test. Um, because they couldn't find something at home. Um, you know, it also saves, you can save money 
um, being organized because you know what you have and you're not going out and buying or ordering things that you can't really remember. Maybe you have, you're not sure, you know, so it <laughs> saves you money. Um, and of course, you know, it saves time as well in, in the ways that we just brought up. But the other thing that I want to, that I want to mention is, um, it really can improve your co-parenting situation. Um, because if you and your home and your kids are organized, you are more ready to um, receive the information from your co-parent. When you are more organized, you can roll with the punches of life and be flexible. And if your co-parent calls you and says, you know what, I, I need to go out of, of town for work this weekend. Can you do a switch with me? And um if you're just, you know, if you're disorganized, you're, you're not going to be able to do that. You're, you're going to be like, well, oh my gosh, well, what does that mean? And what about this? And what about that? But if you can go to your schedule and you can look in a clear way and say, you know what? Yes, I can do that. That's going to benefit you. It's going to benefit your children and it's going to benefit your co-parent. And then next time when you need something, that co-parent's going to be likely to say, sure, I remember what happened last time and you were flexible with me. I'm going to be flexible with you. So it really is a win-win for everybody. That's that's such a good point. And we do hope that co-parents remember that flexibility needs to go both ways. And, you know, there's so much in what you just said. I mean, I, I, going back to the feeling of being organized. I have to, I think I told you when we had the, the prep call, when I moved out of my home in Connecticut, I had lived in that house for 15 years and it had, I had step triplets. I had husband, I mean, that house was jam packed full. And so I hired somebody to help me stage it and clean it out and, and go through everything. And I absolutely fell in love with being organized. I fell in love with the feeling of walking into my peaceful, beautiful space where everything had a home. Everything was where, I, I mean, triplets, it wasn't always where it was supposed to be. But a lot of the time, I could put it back where it was supposed to be because there was a place things went. And it was such a wonderful experience. And different different than divorce moving is is stressful as, as well and i will tell you that that experience was so worth every minute of it and i can only imagine how much more helpful it would be at a time where i was truly distressed or going through difficult emotions and my children too i love that you point out that this is helpful for the children yeah. And, and I love that you're, it's not just about the physical space. It's about that feeling. And, and, and like you said, you're, you fell in love with it. And it's one of those things you can't go back. Once you've, once you've tasted the, the organized home and life, it's hard to go back because it just makes everything so much calmer. And it just gives you that confidence that you have everything under control. And that's priceless. It really is. It, it, it truly is. Um, and so just off the top, Getting control over your space is a huge factor in what you can do for people. But you could do that for people. I mean, that's probably what you were doing at some point right. or to a large degree prior to becoming the divorce RX. But let's, you know, I want to dive into some of the things you were telling me about and sort of alluded to in a moment ago. So let's think about a situation where now mom and dad or mom and mom and dad and dad are separating their households. And now there are holes in the household, right? Like 
one of the parents and the kids are still in the original home, but the living room furniture's gone or yeah. because it's gone over to the other home. That's something that you help people with as well. Yeah, it is. And it's actually some an area that a lot of people don't think of. But um, I was the one in my marriage who stayed in the marital home and um, my ex moved out with the living room couch and a bunch of other things. And, you know, oftentimes when people move out, the spouse who stays in the home looks around and says, okay, I have to replace eye for eye each item. And that can get pricey, especially, you know, when you're going through divorce, you're watching what you're spending and you don't necessarily need to do that. So one of the things that I like to point out to people is let's really take a look at your whole space, your whole space, your whole home. What's in here? What can you use that's already in here? What can you move around? I mean, a couch, yeah, you're going to want to replace a couch um, for sure. But other things, do you need to replace every single thing? And the answer is usually no. The answer, you know, I like to suggest to people, let's do some rearranging, reimagining. How is it going to work better for you and your, your kids now that you're the only adult in the home? Um, how is it going to work better? better? And let's, let's restage it a little bit and live with it for six months. You know, when you move into a new home, they say, don't do anything for a year. So I like to suggest the same thing, you know, six to nine months, a year, just live with it, see how it works for you because your life is going to be different and you can't possibly imagine how it's going to be different. So save your money. If you want, make a list, you know, a phase, you know, phase one, I'd like to get this six months down the road. Phase two, I'd like to get these things, but don't do anything right away. Let's, let's, you know, let's rearrange it. And it's also something that people generally don't get to themselves. You know, after you've worked all day, whether with the kids in the home or outside of the home or both, you know, your kids are asleep at, at eight o'clock at night. You're not going, okay, great. Let me start taking out my tape measure and, you know, the computer and let me start um, ordering things or let me go shopping. People are, are wiped out, you know, physically and emotionally. So, they're not going to do that on their own. But the impact of just a few little moves around and a few, maybe adding a few little items can be really a game changer. Yeah, it's such so I think it's so fun what you were just saying about you coming in and being able to reimagine the furniture and what's already in the house. It reminds me of our, our mutual friend, Alyssa Deneen, who <laughs> goes into your closet. And right. everyone out there maybe can... can you know, real has done this when your friend comes over and looks in your closet and takes things you've had forever, but puts them together in a way that you never thought of and gives you something. The other point that's so great in that is that you're not just immediately filling the holes, but you are dealing with the fact that things might look different and still keeping it homey and welcoming for the children, right? We don't want a huge major difference for them. Right. That's a great point. You know, the physical environment, what kids see, and especially now kids are still, kids are still, you know, at home quite a bit. Um, And, you know, when the one spouse moves out, it does scream, you know, mom or dad is gone. Um, And that can be not, you may not even realize it. Um, but it's painful. Those physical gaps create emotional pain and gaps. And, you know, I love what you said about it, you know, being something that you don't have to fill every gap, you know, and that's true. But that's, for some reason, people often want to do that. They feel like that's a healing kind of a thing to do. But I'm, 
I, I like to suggest that it's not, that you that you just sit with it. And I love that idea of something new, maybe, as you, you know, I think everyone wants everything to stay the same. They're already going through so much change. They're like, if I could buy that exact same couch that my spouse took, I would right. do that. But in some ways, I mean, I'll tell you, I when I got divorced, I made a choice to give my ex-husband the house, and I went and bought a brand new house, decorated it with, all, I mean, I don't think I took much of anything furniture-wise, and it was the best thing I ever did, because I got to create my own environment. Yeah. But it, the other thing that I think is important, and you help with this as well, is a co-parent may move out into a new environment right. and be starting with that couch and maybe, you know, a couple of beds for the kids, but they need a whole new environment that works for them and for the kids who now suddenly are adjusting to two households and you help with that as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say across the board with all of these scenarios, the most important thing that I like to stress is planning. Not just to jump in and say, okay, you know, in the old, in, in the marital home, okay, let's buy this, that, or the other thing. And the same thing with the spouse who's moving out. Let's not jump and buy what you think you need. Let's sit down and do think this through, flesh this out. And again, when you're going through divorce, your head is so full with all of the other responsibilities and demands that you are, you know, getting going through the actual divorce process. So you're not so clear headed usually to, to be able to sit down and think through. And again, if you were the parent, perhaps who that wasn't your responsibility, if the other parent who stayed in the home or who's going to another home was the person who did more of the decorating, did more of the household management you're not even going to have the the questions the right questions to ask you know it's like you you don't know what you don't know they've never been in this space before so um yeah i like to to say all right let's sit down and plan what do you think you need and also to suggest phases again you know you don't need an apple core the first week that you're in your new home that's not that's not essential so to suggest okay what are your absolute essentials that you need um, and also to make sure that um, if they're moving into a place that's already been selected before they come to me to make sure that they're setting up appropriate spaces for the kids, you know, appropriate workspaces, appropriate sleeping spaces. And again, that's also something that doesn't always dawn on the, the parent who's moving out. They have so many other things on their mind. So to help them make sure that they're doing it once, they're not spending money that they don't need to spend. You know, it's it's really, it can be really a money saver too. You know, you don't have to go out and, you know, sometimes like a wedding registry, you think you need to go out and buy everything, you know, that you're going to need the first like minute that you're back from your honeymoon, but you don't, you know, again, you live with it and you see as you live your actual life, what's missing. And then you can fill it in. What are the essentials that you need, you know, up front? And the other thing that I wanted to mention before we're talking about the marital home, staying in marital home, as well as here is I really like to, if it's appropriate, um, bring the kids into this process and say to the kids, you know what, this is going to be your new home too. What, you know, assuming the parents are okay with it, what would you like to see? You know, pick paint colors, pick sheets, pick, you know, some different things. And depending on the age and the interest of the child, I think it's really helpful emotionally for them to have some ownership and some input into the new things that are being chosen. 
Hello, listeners. It's Susan, and I'm here to check in with you and say thank you to everyone who has joined us in the Divorce and Beyond members-only community. I hope you're enjoying all of the benefits of membership, things like the downloadable forms and checklists, the archive of episodes with all of the ads removed, the private and exclusive episodes that I record for you every month, the chance to ask me anything in the Ask Susan Anything forum, and so much more. If you aren't a member yet, it's only $10 a month, and you can sign up on the website at www.divorceandbeyondpod.com. So I hope to see you in the members-only community soon. Stay tuned for more from Susan and her guest, the founder of The Divorce Rx, Michelle Cerro, helping you to organize your divorce. Oftentimes people just want to set it up themselves and they don't want to bother their kids with anything else. Or maybe they feel like it's a reminder um, of what's happening for them to involve their kids. But like you said, it's happening anyway, you know, and and it's a good life lesson to, you know what, maybe it's going to be a little uncomfortable and a little bit difficult and challenging, but we can do it. And I'm here to support you and let's do it together. If you are enjoying this episode, check out divorce taking too long? How to blitz it and be done with Gabrielle Hartley. The most important thing before you decide you want to do a blitz or a quicker mediation is to make sure that you have a good understanding of four things. And they're all financial. It's what you have, what you owe, what you earn, and what you spend. And now we return to today's show. I think that is a, if you take nothing else away from what we're talking about, people, this is so critical because children, if we feel like life is out of control, how do our children feel as divorce is happening? They have literally no control. The divorce is happening whether they like it or not. You as the adults made some of the decisions around that and we'll make decisions about how it goes forward. So I I so think that's just brilliant to, even if it's not you talking to the children, right. helping to guide the parents right. as to the things to talk about with their kids. So helpful. Yeah. And there can be a lot of competition also, especially if you're the parent who's moving out. You want to make sure that your home is going to be one that the kids are going to want to come to. So there's a lot of a lot of pressure that I've seen people put on themselves. It's a lot of stress and a lot of pressure to have the perfect home. It's almost, you know, it's 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 difficult. So in asking the kids to participate in that. And I like what you said. Yeah, I I prefer not to be involved directly. And I, I feel like it's it's giving the parents some skills, you know, of how to not be, sometimes they're afraid of their kids because look, it's, they're, they're concerned about how their kids are, are um, reacting to the divorce, which is of course normal. So, you know, oftentimes people just want to set it up themselves and they don't want to bother their kids with anything else. Or maybe they feel like it's a reminder um, of what's happening for them to involve their kids. But like you said, it's happening anyway. You know, and it, and it's a good life lesson to, you know what, maybe it's going to be a little uncomfortable and a little bit difficult and challenging, but we can do it and I'm here to support you and let's do it together and to not sweep it under the rug. Yeah. And, and that's, I love this conversation, especially within this context, because I don't know if people tuning in would have been expecting to get these 
true gold nuggets about dealing with their children during divorce. But I talked to, and we've had um, Christina McGee on, one of the leading parenting ex- experts in the country. I actually teach a course for professionals to help parents going through divorce to help their children. And one of the critical components Christina always talks about is the fact that parents don't talk to their children enough. They're afraid, you just said it, they're afraid of their children or they're afraid of upsetting them. And so they think, well, I've had the talk about mom and dad or mom and mom and dad and dad are getting a divorce, but then they don't talk to them anymore. And the children start to think they can't talk about it. They can't verbalize what's happening. So to be able to talk to them about something that might be a little bit of fun, Mm -hmm. do you want to have a purple bedroom? Right. Um, you know, let's, I, I asked for purple, by the way, when I was a kid and my mom cut me. No, not happening, but. Oh, I got the purple bedroom. I'm sorry, Susan. Oh, see, <laughs> my parents weren't divorced. I, maybe if they'd gotten a divorce, I would have been allowed to have the purple bedroom. But the other thing that I, I definitely want to hit on, because we've been talking about physical space. We've been talking about stuff. You also, and I think this is truly where you are beyond innovative and where your your worlds and expertise have come together in such a beautiful way that can help families. You also help with the the details, especially around that parent who might not have been the one who managed all the school yeah. events and the calendar and the kids' schedule. And you help with all those logistics. And I just think that... The idea of that for the parents out there who are overwhelmed and that parent who wasn't that parent, um, so critical. Yeah, yeah. Um, Right. Beyond the physical space, there are so many other things organizational wise. And, um, you know, one of them is you know, is the academics. And oftentimes, like you said, one parent, it just, it just happens like that. It's not because one parent isn't interested. It's just the division of labor when you're married just falls out in a certain way. And oftentimes the, one of the parents, they are not aware that these days people are communicating to, to parents, you know, teachers are, are communicating via email. And if you're not on that email list, you're missing out on everything, you know? And unfortunately, especially at the beginning of divorce, um, your co-parent may not be so forthcoming in all of the information. There may be a little bit of resentment and spite, and they may withhold some information. I've seen that too, you know, um, as opposed to saying, hey, you know what, you should be on, on the list or even giving the teacher the, the parent's email to make sure that that parent gets on the list. And what's so sad about it is guess who, guess who suffers in all of this? You know, it's the kid whose parent doesn't know, you know, that they're supposed to be at parent-teacher conferences. And, you know, it's the kid who suffers, and and unfortunately. So anyway, again, back to the you don't know what you don't know. You, you don't know to ask these questions. Um, does the child, do they have tutors? And if, and if so, is the tutor going to be on a day when it, you're having the child? And if so, where is the, t- like all of the logistics, how does the tutor get paid? How, you know... All of these things, um, the school activities and the school calendar, what days um, are the kids off? There's all kinds of random days that that schools decide that the kids are off. And that's going to affect your work schedule. That's going to affect child care. And you don't want to wake up in the morning and the kid says, oh, well, 
I don't have school today. And you're like ready to go out to work, you know, be it in the next room or, or out actually physically out to work you want. And, and that also gives a message to the kids. I'm on top of your life. That's your job as a parent. And so I can help people get on top of their lives, plan out, schedule out. What does the next year look like? You know, when are the doctor's appointments supposed to be? And are there doctors who it takes three to six months to get an appointment? And if it does, let's schedule it now. You know, who is taking the kids to the dentist? Have you talked about that? And if so, what arrangements need to be made? You know, who's got the insurance card, um, the insurance information, all kinds of different things. So I can, you know, help people to, to think about all of these things on the, the front end so that they've scheduled it out. They can exhale in their lives, knowing that they're not, you know, missing anything and there's nothing slipping through the cracks in their lives, in their kids' lives. Um, and they can just hopefully deal with what they need to deal with, with the divorce. And then beyond, you know, the divorce, which I love the name of your, of, of the podcast, the divorce is not just beyond, you know, it's not just during the divorce. We're set, we're getting you set up so that once you're through the divorce, you're in a good place. You haven't, you're not cleaning up the mess of, you know, the physical space mess or the the scheduling and the household mess that has been created because you were not on top of it as you were going through the divorce. I, I just think it's such an important thing for people to realize. And that's a critical point that you just raised there. The sooner you get someone to help you, or at least your phrase, you know, you don't know what you don't know. I mean, I think actually this episode is going to help a lot of people because it's at least going to highlight what they don't know and what they might want to look into. And do you have to hire someone to help you? No, but you've only heard a smattering here that we can cover in a relatively short podcast episode of all of the things that you might not know. And just imagine how somebody... Lead, taking your hand and leading you through this at that time when you are so overwhelmed and you have so many other things that you need to deal with and the gift that this can be for your children. I really want parents to think about that. Mm -hmm. If you are at a time where, you know, it's hard for you to be organized, children thrive on stability, regularity, you know, things being as calm and, and honestly, despite how they keep their bedrooms, they actually like an orderly life. <laughs> they do well. Absolutely. And, and so whatever parents can do to bring that into their lives, be it physically, mentally, organizationally, I, I, I just, I encourage every parent, every person to consider this. Um, one of the things I did want to point out, you are located in New York state, correct? Yeah. In the city. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but you do work with people all over. Absolutely. I work virtually and I also, um, you know, am available to travel to wherever, you know, for getting someone set up, you know, if, especially if someone wants to do it in a weekend or there's so much that you can plan virtually and then get things shipped and and then I'm available to go out and get things set up in a short amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's such a gift. It's such a wonderful idea. Um, what we're, we're almost at the end, but what, you know, what would be your one, if somebody were sitting here right now in that overwhelm, what would one quick tip you could give them to start getting organized? What would be your first sort of plan of attack? I would 
really encourage people to sit down with a piece of paper and a pen and get all of that overwhelm about the stuff and the organization out of their heads and onto a piece of paper and come up with a plan, whether that's working with somebody, whether, you know, professionally, whether that's with a friend or a, or a sibling or by themselves, you know, everybody has different abilities to, to, to you know, work on their own and, and with other people. But I would just encourage you to come up with a plan that has boundaries, that ha- that is clear and broken down. And it doesn't even matter if you're ready to execute the plan or not yet, because that will give you that security and that confidence to say, when I'm ready to pull the trigger, when the ball starts rolling, I know what I'm doing. You know, I have a plan. And and if you're talking about, you know, the stuff that's in your marital home that you need to go through, I would start going through that as soon as possible. Spend 15 minutes a day and you will be amazed. If you do that every day for a week, you will be amazed at what you can get accomplished and you won't even feel it. You know, put on some some fun music, put your AirPods in, set your timer for 15 minutes and don't, do not arrive at your basement or some closet with no plan, with no time frame, because then you will be overwhelmed and you will feel like you've accomplished nothing. So if you work for those 15 minutes and you decide, you know what, I want to work a little bit more, then that's fine. But if you decide, you know what, I've had enough and I want to do something else, that's also fine. And you're, the message you're giving to yourself is that I set a goal, I accomplished it, and now I can come back. And it wasn't so bad, hopefully. And I can come back and I can do it again tomorrow or another day. It's, it's, I love that. It's kind of how I attack working out. I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm just going to get on there. Just show up. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put my workout clothes on. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Baby steps, you know, as small as the steps need to be. And that's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, you know what? There, there's my little Instagram post for this, this episode, baby steps. Yeah. It's okay. Because we have to be kind to ourselves. And, Absolutely. and one thing I want people to realize is, honestly, taking these steps, baby steps or bigger steps and getting that organizational feel, getting that feeling, going back to what we talked about in the beginning, I can't describe it for you. You have to experience it. Do what Michelle just said and tackle one, like tackle the junk drawer in your kitchen and just go organize that junk drawer in your kitchen, one drawer. And I tell you, every time you open it from here on out, you're going to feel you're going to feel like accomplished. I remember I did it to my linen closet and I was like, this is awesome. I know. I mean, even me and everyone's like, oh, your house must be so organized and this and that. But, and it is, but you know, I'm a human and I have three kids and from time to time stuff gets disorganized and you have to go back into the junk drawer is my favorite also, you know, example. And you have to organize that junk drawer. And like you said, every time you you go back and you look at it, you get this sense of accomplishment and a sense of competence. And that's what I want to that if again, you know, that competence is so important when you're going through divorce because oftentimes we feel like we're we're just, you know, not useful or we're we're, you know, not achieving what we're supposed to be achieving and a sense of competence can really transfer from this little small junk drawer can really transfer into the whole process and and show you that you know what I can do something you know I can do it I'm not inept I'm not incompetent Um, and it really fosters that confidence that's so important right now 
It does. It feels, it really feels wonderful. So you, I just want, thank you for all of these tips. And you also have just an amazing offer for people who are listening. You have a special gift for them, which I, on their behalf, I thank you. Um, so you have a, a half price power hour. Yeah. So one of the ways that I work with people is um, doing a power hour, which is an hour. It's a phone call. Um, or actually I can, I do it via Zoom as well. Um, and it is just an hour of bringing me your biggest pain points. What is keeping you up at night? And we talk about it and I give you some actionable steps of what you can do on your own to start to break it down and to tackle it, you know, specific detailed things that seem manageable. Um, And the other thing that it allows us to do is to get to know each other, to try each other on a bit for size, to see, is this a relationship that either one of us or both of us feel like, you know, we could, we could move forward with it. Do you feel like I could help you? And are you comfortable with me? Because, you know, you're bringing, you're thinking about bringing me into your home, into your life. And it's very personal and it's a relationship that you need to be comfortable with. So it gives, it gives me the opportunity to, to meet someone and for them to see if they're comfortable with me and how we work together. Um, so yeah, I would be happy to do that at half price for anybody who is listening to mention your name. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. What's the best way for them to get in touch with you if they wanted to take advantage of that offer? Yeah. Um, so my website is divorce-rx.com. Um, and on there, you can schedule you can schedule a half an hour free chat. You can schedule the power hour. Um, and then there are other, you know, other things that I, that I work with, but you'll get more of an in-depth, um, deeper dive into the specifics of what I can help with. Yeah. I, I think that's such a wonderful way to start. That could be step one, right. even before you start sitting down with that pen and paper or yeah. tackling that junk drawer in the kitchen. I very much appreciate your coming. And we, by the way, everyone, uh, we have not touched on all the different things that Michelle can do to help you. Another area is when you have to go through the house and divide out the stuff that your spouse is taking and you're keeping, and then the stuff no one wants, because there's always a pile of the no one wants. You help with that as well, right? Yeah. And it's interesting. I actually find there's stuff that no one wants, but then there's also the stuff that everyone wants. It's That's stuff true. That, it's that teapot that your aunt Gail gave you. And nobody looked at it or touched it, but all of a sudden you both want it and have to have it. And so that can become troublesome. So I can work with people to sort of move past that. Um, you know, that can get people stuck and, and, and that process can take much longer than it needs to. And I've I've been in court um, for hours arguing over television sets and sofas and a credenza once, once it was a stuffed singing frog. So yes, get the help yeah. outside of a courtroom or outside of right. your attorney's <laughs> office. It'll right. be much less to, expensive. Uh, right. You don't want to be paying an attorney for that. <laughs> no. And by the way, the judge doesn't want to hear it. Um, right. They they especially hate that. But Michelle, thank you so much for this episode. I know this is really going to resonate with people. It definitely resonated with me. And um, I'm going to put all of your information in the show notes so that people can get in touch with you. And you're on Instagram? I am at divorce rx. Yep. 
So be sure to follow her. I've been following her and uh, we'll be posting all sorts of little things next week around the episode. Um, So I hope you all enjoy this episode. Get those tips, start taking those baby steps. And Michelle, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Susan, for having me. This was great. Thank you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond.